Thank you for joining us for this podcast from the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ in Haleyville, Alabama. We hope that you will subscribe and will share our podcast with others. Now, we take you to the pulpit of the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to my new living room uh, here at here at the Ballantine Residence. Over the last over the last nine, eight, nine weeks now, three times a week, twice on Sundays, and once on Wednesday nights, you have welcomed me virtually into your house, into your living rooms, into your kitchens, uh, wherever you watch our services on those times, you've welcomed me into your home, and I feel a, a great honor in that and i appreciate that tonight i wanted to bring you into my home because today has been a challenging day today has been a uh today has been a day where um today's been a day where some of us have been shocked some of us have been um, upset some of us have been um emotional uh, this morning as as many of you know and for those of you that do not uh, brother Gary and brother Jonathan and brother Tyler all three resigned their positions as elders and and youth minister of our congregation at Ninth Avenue and that was a challenging mo- mo- morning and moment uh, as those guys deeply shared their heart they deeply shared some emotion with us and that puts us in a place of, of some uncertainty for some people here at Ninth Avenue. And so tonight, I did not feel like preaching was appropriate. I didn't even necessarily feel like teaching was the most appropriate thing to do tonight. Tonight, I just wanted to share. And I wanted to do it from, from my home to yours because I am your preacher I am part of the Ninth Avenue family. I um, feel like um, we're in this together. I want you to know that I am here for you. I am here with you through this. And that is not going to change. And I hope that maybe in some way that, that that brings some type of comfort to you tonight. But tonight what I want to do is I want us to remember uh, kind of our theme verse our theme verse for the coming months and maybe even for the next year because we have faced a lot of challenges together over the last couple of months. The COVID challenge has been something that has just kept us apart and Lord willing, uh, not this coming Sunday, but the next June the 7th, Lord willing, we're going to be back together uh, in the building and uh, it's going to be a little bit different, but uh, we're going to be able to see each other's faces again. And I would say smile, but uh, many of us will be wearing masks, so we'll maybe get to see our cheeks smile a little bit, but we'll be able to hear each other uh, as we sing. We'll be able to pray with one another. We'll be able to spiritually gather around the table of communion together. And and I I am greatly looking forward to that. But as we look at the challenges ahead, I can't, I want to remind you of Nehemiah 2 verse 20. Nehemiah 2 verse 20, that's our theme verse right now. The God of heaven will give us success. 
the God of heaven will give us success. And I want you to memorize that, remember that, write that down somewhere uh, that you see every day so that you'll be reminded that no matter how challenging this moment is, the God of heaven will give us success. So what I want to talk to you about tonight, and it's not going to be a very long, drawn-out thing. I know that I have the ability to talk for a long time. Uh, but tonight I just want to share, you, share with you some thoughts. And as I think about what's on my heart tonight, and I think about what do we need to focus on in the steps moving into this next week and moving into the coming months, one word just greatly comes to mind, and it is the word love. The word love. You know, love is a, is a challenging word because we use love in a lot of different ways. I tell Blair that I love her, but I also love to use my pit boss smoker and, and to smoke barbecue. And we all know that even though I'm using the same word, I mean it in, in two different ways. I don't love my pit boss as much as I love my wife, or even anywhere remotely to the same way that I love my wife. That, that would be a, a major problem. But as we go through the, the, the next few months together, I think about how we have to make sure that everything we do is filled with love, filled with the love of not just from our hearts, but from the love of Christ. And so with that in mind, I want to challenge you and, and I want you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, a passage that so many of us are familiar with. As a matter of fact, uh, when I proposed to Blair, I had her engagement ring tied to the ribbon of a brand new Bible. And um, I had it marked at this passage of 1 Corinthians 13. And she thought that I was fixing to give her the ring. And when she opened up the box, it was a Bible, and she didn't quite know what to think. And I'm like, just open it, just open it. And, and so she opened it, and it was at this passage. And, and I find this passage appropriate tonight for a couple of different reasons. Well, one of them is because it needs to be our focus. But the second is the church in Corinth, they were facing a lot of problems. They, they were having some challenges. They were having some struggles that they were having to overcome as a young church. And if you read 1 Corinthians... And you see all of the ways that Paul says, this is the challenge you're facing. This is how you overcome it. This is the challenge. This is how you overcome it. And in the middle of all of this, he says, don't forget the power and the importance of love. And then if you open up 2 Corinthians, you see that they didn't forget love and they overcame their challenges. They, they made it. They, they faced those challenges head on. They went through those challenges together and they came out on the other side. And like I said this morning, sometimes on the other side of our greatest challenges comes our greatest moments of blessing for, from God. So let's read this passage in whole. And then I want to focus on four phrases or four parts, four words from this passage tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And we're just going to start in verse 4, which is the actual love is part. He says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not an evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, 
always hopes, always perseveres, love never fails. Now, many of us have heard those words read from that passage so many times, and we're very familiar, and and if we can't quote them, we can almost quote them. You know what I mean? And so I, I want us to look at the idea tonight that love will deliver us and some things that we can focus on as we love each other through this moment. The first is this. It's the very first word here. Love is patient. Love is patient. One of the things that I've noticed during this COVID-19 crisis in particular is people's patience are a lot shorter than it used to be. When you're you're stuck at home, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I enjoy being at home. I enjoy being with my family, but there's just something about someone telling you you have to stay home as much as you may love it, that just kind of messes with you a little bit. And so if, you're, if you've been stuck at home, if you've been in your home for, for an extended period of time, maybe you're a parent and you've got all these kids running around, sometimes your patience in general just kind of shrinks because of the challenge. And as a church family, as we begin to come back together, we're going to face a re-engaging challenge that was going to be there anyway. And now because of some of the other challenges, that re-engaging is, is going to carry a little bit different feeling, I do believe. But one of the things that we have to do with each other and for each other is in all things, we have to be patient with one another. We have to understand that as we view these challenges and process the things that happened this morning, process the, the, the effects of, of, of even the virus on us, we have to understand that we're all going to process things differently, okay? We're all going to feel differently about things, about the way things have happened, the way things might have been handled. We may feel that they may have been handled a different way, but the person sitting next to you may feel totally different. And what I want you to understand that as we love each other through this, we have to be patient with one another. And understand that we're all processing in a different way. And we're at a different place in our process. But the important thing is that we process toward love. That we process towards patience. And understand that you may feel differently than I do and I may feel differently than you. But as I love you, I realize that right now that's okay. That's okay for us to feel differently. As long as we're both processing toward love. And I want you to understand that tonight. Another thing that I want you to understand is I want you to be patient with our elders. Our our two elders right now face a very difficult challenge. There's a lot of things that have changed in our leadership and in in our ministry team over the last 24 hours. Be patient with our elders. Pray for them. Give them your support. Let them know that you're there. Let them know that you care about them, that you love them. They need our support right now. So let's be patient with them as well. Let's make sure that through all of this, together, we're moving patiently together toward love. That's what we're trying to do here. The second thing I want you to do is is rejoice in truth. Love rejoices in truth. Now, with, with the situation, with the challenges that we're um, facing right now, especially with um, the moment, the, the challenging moment that we had this morning, okay? 
when, when challenging things happen in, in churches and in small towns, everybody has their own version of what happened, what didn't happen, what could have happened, and what should have happened. But not many people know what actually happened. And what I want us to make sure we do as a church, as brothers and sisters, is that we make sure we rejoice in truth and that we don't participate in the gossip, that we don't try to develop a story from bits and pieces that make us sound like we're in the know and that we know what's going on and that we know what's happening so that we sound important. I want us to rejoice in truth. I want us to accept what we hear from those who say it. Accept it as their truth that they've shared with you. Don't add to it. Don't necessarily take away from it. Don't embellish it. Don't gossip with it. But rejoice in it. Rejoice in truth and don't bring anything else to it. Because only through truth do we find true love. Only through truth do we find true unity. And that's what we're striving for is, is the most perfect unity that we can have. And that doesn't come when we're all running around talking about, again, what shoulda, coulda, woulda, might have happened. Let's just rejoice in truth and let that be what we're grounded in. Use truth to overcome evil. Use truth to overcome lies. Use truth to bring unity and joy and love. So let's make sure that we rejoice in truth. The next thing that I want to share with you, and it's going to be two more things here. I said, it's not going to be a lot of long thoughts tonight, just, just some quick thoughts from my heart to yours. Love hopes. Love hopes. Now, we have a, a different view of hope, okay, in, in the English, in the way we, we, we hope for things that are probably not going to happen, okay? I hope that my team wins the championship this year. I hope that I make an A on this test, even though I've not studied enough to make an A on this test. You know, hope is a distant long shot in a lot of ways, okay? If I were to stand at a three-point line on a basketball court and they gave me 10 shots, I would hope to make at least three of them, you know, and I'm probably not going to make that many. Um, ninth inning, it's your team up to bat. You hope that that guy hits a home run, even though the chances of it are very slim. But when it does happen, it's an amazing thing. And so when those hopes come true, they're just, they're amazing and fun and exciting. But hope in scripture, that carries a different idea. It carries the idea of actively waiting for God's fulfillment. Actively waiting for God's fulfillment. So I want to focus in though on that, that idea of actively waiting actively waiting. You see, as a church, if we are going to hope in, in our passage, the, the God of heaven will give us success. We have hope in that. And, and so that doesn't mean that we just sit back in our chair, we sit back in our pew, and we look around and go, oh, well, I have hope. I'm, I'm just waiting on God to do his thing. No, that's not what that word means here. He says our love with each other, we hope together. We actively wait, which means we know that God's going to bless us. We know that God's going to fulfill us. We know that God's going to see us through this. But what do we have to do? We have to be active in that hope. We have to be active in that 
in that awaiting. We have to continue this discipleship making process. We have to continue actively being involved in our community as a church. We have to actively continue to reach out and try to save souls. We are active as we are waiting. And I don't want this to stop us. Listen, the COVID stuff has slowed us down enough. But yeah, we have found ways. We have found ways to continue to be active. And we're going to continue to find ways in this challenging time of disengagement to continue to be active. We're going to continue to do our Wednesday night meals. We're going to continue to do some of these things even as we re-engage on our Sunday morning basis. We're going to continue to, to work together. I want us to be active to not let this slow us down, to not let this stop us from doing what we need to do as we await for God to bless us with success. You see, we're not going to be blessed with success if we just sit still. It's not going to happen. We're just going to sit there and we're going to regress. But we're going to continue on and God is going to see us actively waiting and that's when He's going to, that, 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 that's where the blessings begin. So love hopes. We, we actively await God's fulfillment. And then here's the last thing tonight. Here's the last thing. Love perseveres. Love perseveres. And that's the idea of stands up under a load with God's help. Standing up under a load with God's help. It would be easy to say, how are we going to get through this? How are we going to overcome this? Well, listen, there's a lot of things that by ourselves we're never going to overcome. There's a lot of times that on our own, we're not going to overcome and persevere through because we, on our own, we're not strong enough. Okay, We're not strong enough by ourselves. And then when we fail due to our own weakness, man, we get down on ourselves. We beat ourselves up. We feel so bad that, look, I, I, I couldn't do this. Moses is a prime example of that. Moses tried to be a leader of the Israelites, of, of his people, but he tried to do it in a way that he was doing it all on his own. And so he ends up killing a guard, and then that follows him as he tries to deal with two Hebrews that were fighting. They're like, hey, what are you going to do, just kill one of us? See, he tried to deal with problems and challenges in his own way by himself instead of standing up with the power of God. And that's what we have. That's what you and I have in this moment, in this challenging moment. We can persevere. We can overcome because we are going to stand up with the power of God and with each other. And those two things are vital. Next Sunday morning, we're going to wrap up our Ephesians series and we're going to talk about the real battle. We're going to talk about armoring up. We're going to talk about putting on the armor of God and what that means for us as a church and as brothers and sisters, and as individuals. And I look forward to sharing that with you because I think it's timely to what we're dealing with because He has told us there is a way that you persevere. There's a way that you armor up so that you can stand up with my strength. And that's how we're going to overcome because love perseveres. As we love each other, as we love God, we're going to be able to stand up together under God's or with God's strength and persevere through these challenging moments. I want you to know tonight, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that I love each and every one of you. And I hurt with you. I hurt for you. 
we're, we're all feeling a, a, a wave of different emotions as, as we work through the events of today. And, and I want us to acknowledge that and, and be real about that. This is a challenging moment for our church family. But with love, we can overcome it all. With love, we can be a lot on a hill so that everyone can see the glory of God. This could be the most defining moment for our church. This could be the moment that awakens us into the church that God knows we can be. And I'm ready to be that church. I'm ready to be that light on the hill in this community. And I hope you are too. Let's hope together. Let's persevere together. Let's be patient with one another. And let's rejoice in truth together as we love through this moment. Let's go to God in prayer as we close our time. God, thank you for being the God that you are. The God of understanding the God of mercy, the God of love, the God of grace, the God of peace. And those are the parts of ourselves that we want to really tap into right now. Those things that on our own we really can't accomplish, but with you we can. And so give us those things tonight, God. God, tonight as we bring our day to a close, I want to pray a prayer of thanks for Jonathan for Gary, for Tyler, for the things that they have done in a positive, positive way at Ninth Avenue in their time as elders and as a minister, the way that they have shared your word with the family there. We thank you for their willingness to serve in those roles and to do their best to bring people closer to you and God, we pray for peace in their hearts tonight as they've all three made difficult decisions for different reasons. Be with us as a church family. Help us to take one step at a time to grow in a positive way from this moment forward. Help us to love one another, to be patient with one another, to stand up with one another and grow with one another. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for his sacrifice. Thank you for what he means to us. Thank you for giving him to us so that we can have the strength to move on. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, which ensures our salvation. And thank you for your love. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Guys, I hope you have a great week. If you need anything this week, know that my phone is always on. Tuesday, we'll be back in the office. Enjoy the rest of the long weekend. I'm fixing to get ready to go in there and, and, and marinate some meat so that I can put it on the smoker in the morning. Uh, that's my stress relief is, is cooking like that. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to doing that. I hope you have something to do tomorrow that brings you some joy. And, and, and just enjoy that joy. Hey, may God bless you. I love you all. Have a great evening.
If this program has been beneficial to you, please consider subscribing on Apple Podcast or your favorite podcast provider. Also, we'd love for you to leave us a five-star review, which will greatly assist us in getting the message of God's love and salvation to others. We'd love even more for you to join us in person. We are located at 2309 9th Avenue in Haleyville, Alabama. Our Sunday worship services are at 1030 a.m. and 6 o'clock p.m. with Bible classes on Sunday mornings at 930 and Wednesday evenings at 630. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to join us again, and until then, remember, we are a Church of Christ caring for our community.